Before we begin, a word from our sponsor. Are you a basic naturalista? Are you unsure of the curl pattern and porosity of your hair? Do you use store-bought products instead of making your own? Then you are basic. If you're going to rock your natural hair, you need to do it right. Let the professionals over at Know-It-All Naturalistas get you together. We currently offer three packages designed to fix your life. Purchase our introductory Big Chop package, and in no time, you'll have a TikTok, Instagram, and blog dedicated to confidently lecturing other women about their hair. Interested in a more immersive experience? Then you should try the TWA package where you'll receive everything in the Big Chop package and learn how to make your own wooden earrings, chunky necklaces, and skincare products. And finally, if you want to become a premium naturalista, then the Chunky Twist Out package is calling your name. The Chunky Twist Out package includes everything in the first two packages, plus a wardrobe starter kit, where you'll receive your very own military fatigue jacket, kente cloth head wrap, and a My Melanin is Poppin' t-shirt. For more information on all we have to offer, hit us up on all the socials at Know It All Nat. Or call us at 525, hmm, that's 525-HMPH. Know it all, naturalistas. There's levels to this shit. I ain't got no type. Bad bitches is the only females that I like. I ain't got no type. That's contradictory. You do have a type. It's bad bitches. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's distressing. The person's a liar. Is that a future song? Because he lies a lot. Welcome to Rap in Atlanta. I'm Nita Sharice. And I'm Nikki. And in this podcast, we have a frank, honest, and open conversation about the FX show Atlanta. We have noticed that there are similar features in each show. And during our discussion, we offer our impressions on what those features are. There's a that's so Atlanta moment in each episode that most clearly and accurately depicts the spirit of work that is Atlanta and life in the American South. Darius-isms highlight the special flavor the character Darius brings to the show because he is easily one of the most layered, complex, and compelling characters on television. There always seems to be a mystical element or some strange thing that happens beyond all logical reason and sometimes scientific explanation. We've all experienced those kinds of moments. And finally, the SGR moment is very plainly the moment in each show when shit got real and we are reminded that life is not a game and desperation has the power to motivate any and every possible action. Today we'll be discussing season three, episode 10, Tarar, written and directed by Donna Glover. In Paris, Van runs into an old friend from Atlanta and is forced to take an honest account of her current state of existence in Europe. Van is great <sighs> tripping, yo. Van, okay. So, I immediately thought back to the episode of when they went to Helen and she had that conversation with the girl she grew up with. And she was just like, you chose, you chose, you just chose the other side. And I chose this one. Remember that one, that conversation? No. <laughs> Thanks for being honest. <laughs> I'm like, girl, yeah, she chose that side. No. No, in the episode Helen, when uh, her, her and Ern have gotten back together and they go on a trip to that uh, Oktoberfest mm-hmm. um, event mm-hmm. in Helen and Van runs into um, another biracial young lady 
who she grew up with and she's they had this conversation like she pulls her off to the side she's just like oh you just chose the other side and I chose this one Mm. you know um so I thought back to that I was like okay is this van choosing the other side because I swear like with her that wig on which was this the wig that she stole while she was in (laughs) in London (laughs) um so did she ever didn't she pull that wig out no did she pull it out? She Did takes- she ever show us the wig when 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 she told Ern, um, oh, I found this great wig? No. No, she never okay. showed us the wig. So I'm just like, is that the wig she stole? Because I know she stole it. And I'm like, why does she look just like Amelie? When the thing came on, I was just like, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I think we, we, we were kind of sort of thinking along the same lines. I asked if she pulled it out because it's interesting how you like paint, paint pictures in your mind because when she said something like, Oh, I found this wig. And I'm pretty sure she said something like it's a rock star or something. I just pictured like something that looked very much like her own hair. Like I just pictured like, Ooh, wig, like something big and crazy. So in my mind, mm-hmm. I pictured something and then just imagined that she pulled it out. But what I imagined, I, I said it out loud, like, Oh, she's gone full white woman because it was like, she literally like, Oh, she didn't, she does not, I thought it was going to be something where she disassociated and really was never going to remember that girl. Like, mm. I was like, oh, she's just, because, like, I was thinking back to how, like, from episode uh, three, um, old, old Man in the Tree, when I was like, she's just, she, she's white. Like, she's just, like, doing things, like, without consequence, like, you know, pushing folks into the pool, um, acting like uh, Rachel Brosnahan, who plays Mrs. Basil, uh, who frequently just, like, pushes folks into pools and just does things, and, like, she never pays for like what what she does and she does this very disturbing thing where if you watch that series she's always doing things and it always happens to be people of color like people in servitude and this thing takes place in the 50s and 60s and I love the show but that that bothers me and so Mm. she she reminds me of her and I thought it was going to be this thing where it's like Dan just acted like that the whole time and like never had that that moment so um I thought of I'm a lead second when I was like she looks like somebody but the first thing I thought was like oh my God, this is like a further commentary, which it was, but I just mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like, oh, hello. Like, I do not know who you, who you are. And I, I was a little freaked out, but, uh, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like that she was just going to be like, nope, never seen you before in my life. Like it was going to stay like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think, no, I don't think Van is that crazy, but you know, when I think about like the comment she made, like a darkness later on the show, she says a darkness came over me. And so this is also what's confusing about how much time has passed or like what, what time frame we're in at what point is this happening in the storyline? Cause she, she mentions later on that, Oh, a couple of weeks ago I was driving in Atlanta and then I bought a ticket to Amsterdam, but you know, with how the story is progressing with Paperboy and Earn and Darius is like, Okay, what is this? What was photo shoots in magazines? Yeah, I'm like, what? I have been saying that. (laughs) I I, I have been saying, like, how much time is passing? Because remember in white fashion, when um, when Darius's stupid ass brings that um, that scavenging ass white bitch to that restaurant, yeah, in two minutes, like, you know she destroys the livelihood of like a generation of people. I was like, okay, these motherfuckers work fast, but how much time has passed? Yeah. Like, I know that this stuff happens quickly. I'm not saying that this is impossible, but 
literally like how much time and you know, I don't know like well you know it happens quickly but it's like <laughs> and and then I know she told Darius you know when she landed in episode like in the second half of the premiere right yeah the season premiere mm-hmm. I have a boyfriend you know which I'm not saying like but she has a boyfriend like because that seems not not truly matter but it's like you have a full-on like relationship with this dude Marcel like but y'all seem like settled in like I yeah. know the French just be wilding, but like y'all seem like y'all have known each other for longer than five minutes. I mean, <laughs> so many questions beg. Okay, so at the top of the episode, we are with Candace, Zoja, and Shanice, and they're sitting at the cafe. They're enjoying themselves. They're we know that they're there because on on Candace's dime because she's getting paid six thousand dollars to pee on some dude, like. Where do I go to get that type of arrangement? Some golden showers. Man, oh, yeah. We just born at the wrong time, man. Like, uh, that shit was going on, but, like, we came up in the time where, like, you had to, like, go put up an ad, like, in the back of the gambit or something. Like, we just... It's just look, so easily I'm free to do that now. So, like, just let me know where do I, where do I need to go. But anyway, you know... <laughs> you, you know you can... Somebody, like, you don't know where to go find that kind of stuff. I don't want to have to meet them and get to know them and then be like, oh, you let me pee on you for $6,000? Like, in exchange, like, I don't want to pee on you, but if that's what you want, I'll be willing to do it for a fee that much. I, there's a lot of hoops you'd have to jump through if you just casually meet somebody. I don't know. I got to go to, a, a like, a, a specific link or a page or whatever to, to get all that. Then I have to, like, create a profile that suggests, like, only fans. like, like, what type of profile do you, do you create where it broadcasts right away? I will pee on you for money. Children. You gotta talk. When I say children, I mean a 20-year-old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll make a note of that. I'll I'm write serious. that down. I'll write that down because like that's something that I could use now. Like I do I have to urinate? Yeah. Do I like money? Sure. I don't see what's wrong with with combining the two. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, then Candace recognize uh recognizes Van. The question that I'm asking is, Van, (laughs) who are you rolling? What were you doing? (laughs) Like when you were rolling with your homies before you got involved with Ernest, exactly what were you doing? We got a hit of it with jade <laughs> but i'm like what <laughs> you were sitting doing a big like fucking alexander scars god big it just made her like it made me like her so much more and i already loved her but i'm like girl what was you what was you doing i mean she just dipped she just dipped back in i mean you just have to be gorgeous and have confidence. She always had both of those things. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't like living into those things. She wasn't living into her ministry because she wasn't in that bag. She just reclaimed her ministry. Well, I think <laughs> that she had a daughter, right? So, right. So they'd be messing that up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, make those moves with a child in tow. Um, that's why co parenting is amazing. If it comes to that, but <laughs> um, yes, um, I'm like, what were you into? She recognizes Candace, then our crazy day proceeds. Going back to the part, was she painting? Like, th- this apartment was beautiful, <laughs> it, was, it was gorgeous, yeah, it was gorgeous. The, the it looks 
like she had an actual original painting on an easel that she was working on that yeah, Candace started stopped. And I was a little upset. Like, can y'all continue with that scene? Like, what did she notice? Because yeah. Candace was like mesmerized by something, and I couldn't tell if it was like, oh my god, you're really talented, or oh my god, is that the original Mona Lisa, or oh my god, did you get like like I kept pausing it to like, what is she seeing? And then Van like came in, but real, but really, really quick before we switch, when it was just focused on the three girls and they were just talking, I got real Earn Darius and uh, Al vibes when it was just the three girls talking. Did you? When the three of them were talking, I was just like, why did the three girls talking remind me of the three guys? But like, um, no, yeah, <laughs> I didn't and get that. When they were like sitting there talking, like even their personalities. And I think that maybe what put me in that frame of mind is when Shanice was like, let's do something. And then Zosha was like, oh, cool, bet. Like I, I read up on this walk where like, where you can experience like what Langston Hughes. And she was like, nah, that was like Earn and Al. But like Earn, like trying to do something that's like smart and Al being like, whatever. I'm talking about like, let's go see some bitches and such and such. That just reminded me of the two of them. And so I was like, okay, this seems like Earn and Al. And then before I knew what Candace was tripping over, Candace was really about to fill the Darius role. She was like, <laughs> hold up. And I was like, does this bitch see a fairy? They gave uh, me those vibes before I realized like, okay, like this is a band. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take it like that at all. I was just like, yeah, three, three chicks in Paris, you know? Um, I'm glad you went back to that point because I like how they specifically reference Langston Hughes and Josephine Baker, show note uh, alert. Um, Langston Hughes said of Paris, but about France, kids stay in Harlem. The French are the most frank-loving, sue-clutching, hard-faced, hard-work, cold, and half-starved set of people I've ever seen in my life. Heat mm. unknown, hot water, what is it? <laughs> you can pay for a smile here. Nothing, absolutely nothing is given away. You can pay for water in a restaurant on the use of the toilets. And do they like Americans of any color? They do not. Paris, old and ugly and dirty. Style class, you see more well-dressed people in a New York subway station in five seconds than I've seen in all my three weeks in Paris. Little old New York for me, but the colored people here are fine. There are lots of us. Amen. That's I what, never heard that quote, but amen. Yeah, that's what Langston Hughes said. Josephine Baker, she says... Shut up, Langston. <laughs> okay. She takes the train to St. Lazar Station in Paris because she got there when she was uh, 19. She went and she was 19. Um, he says, and the first thing that hits her is that someone opens the door for her and extends his arm and it's a white man. And it's the first time that a white person helps her and smiles at her and sees her as a human being and not a black person. That's why she liked Paris. Um she mocked like they they did have her playing in some stereotypical shit but she mocked the stereotypes even um but she felt human in france that's why she was there and so i, I think about that like okay is van is is van having her her experience where she feels like herself where she feels human is she finding herself that's what i thought of when i did the research you know um sure she is i mean and we can draw like very, if you want to draw super basic, simple parallels between her and Josephine Baker, because my first thought, if you look at 
the differences between Langston Hughes and Josephine Baker, like why they're going to have, why they may have different experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, Langston Hughes wasn't necessarily dark skinned, but he's a man, she's a woman, like she's a beautiful woman. Would she have had the same experiences if she was a dark skinned black woman? Um, She probably, if she was a dark skinned black woman would still maybe have a better experience there than she would in America, but would it be the same? Mm-hmm. No, because you are still presenting as like you are still a beautiful, lighter skinned woman. So I mean, and that's what Van is. Like there's no way around that. Like Van yeah. is still, you know, they put like we they put us in tears. And mm-hmm. if they have to tolerate us or deal with us, and if we're gonna go back to that value thing, like one thing that I do notice, like that I can't help but notice, like if you look at Van's uh, friends and like when we talk about value like her one friend that I remember from the episode value like that is a tall slender light-skinned girl like the kind of life that she's living um uh she is able to live that way because she's beautiful but she is a very specific type of beautiful that can move in a variety like of spaces like even if she's dealing with athletes that like usually want white women mm-hmm. well if they can't get their white woman well she would be like the next best thing on the you know on Mm. the uh, lines I mean I can't help but think that like even how the Candace chick looked like it's just like there is a certain type that you see in that upper echelon of like um I date the athletes and the rappers and the and the whatever it's like the people that have to have a thing on their arms not mm-hmm. just calling those women things but like from those men's yeah perspective points of view mm-hmm. yeah like the um things there's like a level of like oh like this thing and then like this thing there is a certain way that they uh look and there's all sorts of like caveats if they don't look like that and they look like that is an obviously like black woman that man either doesn't give a fuck or that woman has her own thing and is garnering respect in some other way. I didn't understand that. Okay, I, it wasn't for you to understand, phone. Why are you talking? That is weird. I don't like how that just happened at all. I rebuke that series spirit. Yeah, you are, yeah. That's, that's, you are not that's not cool. I don't like that. I don't like that at uh-uh. all. I rebuke that you acting like an apple, and we don't do that here, boo. Mm-mm. Okay, Bye, Matt. Um, we don't claim that. So yeah, I. there's definitely a type and and van is she's she's either gonna if in the black world she can do that thing in the white world she could do something else we see the something else that she's doing but it it doesn't seem like it's what she originally envisioned because again it is not amelie (laughs) like i don't remember every detail of that movie but i know it wasn't like that um no but it was very just like i'm gonna do this like it it is a thing of like i want to i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want to do which to me equals whiteness and like white yeah being a white girl it's it's very happy go lucky free you know you know anything anything could happen and at the end there will be a a, there will be love you know that's what the movie was (laughs) Um, to me that's what it's always been to be a white girl it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like what you do (laughs) ever like it it always it always works out like from the I can jump in the pool I can get caught in the rain like it doesn't matter like 
like thinking from a very young girl, like what it meant to me, like being a white girl means you can go to a pool party and it doesn't shut down your entire weekend to mm. being older. You can act however you want. And there's no, there's nothing cast upon you, like no judgment, even when you're in the place where it's all about judgment, like at church. Oh, like you're talking about how like you. you can, you <laughs> can have a pornographic video, get out, made and and broadcast by your mother and become the model for half of the teenage girls in America. You can do that when you're white or you can, yeah, you can bed hop from, from rap guy to rap guy to basketball star, then fuck some crazy dude on a comedy show and get your own new television show and whatnot and make more money. And have black men and like, and, uh, and um, pull black men. So you can, you can, you can pull, can literally pull the culture from black women and the men, not that we own the men. So fuck all of you that are just like trying to have a problem. I rebuke that Kevin Samuel spirit. Um, rest in something. Um, you a lot of rebuking like, today. <laughs> yeah. Mm, sleeping in the airport does. Uh, you, can, you can literally pull the culture. You can take everything, including the men, and just like, pull everything like from the women but if those same women were to do the same thing if we oh, no. heard about a black girl doing that and then her mama being behind it we would be responsible for like why every nigga is shooting each other <laughs> why every and, like let a black woman do anything you know but but if you fat and over 35 like well you're the reason why whatever you know, like you're a leftover woman. You're like, literally we are connected to like, why like shit is happening on the other side of the world. Like that's the black woman's fault. Like, like crazy. Like I, I, I don't understand it. So these ladies, Candace knows that something is terribly wrong. I, what I hated is that they didn't show the text messages she was getting, but it all looked like the same message just from different people. So I'm just like, who's messaging her? Why isn't she responding? Um, Candace attempts a couple of times to pull her into a private conversation away from Shanice and Zoja. Just no, suddenly she she does get a message. She reads it. She says, oh, I got to go. This reminds me. You know, so they're, they're on, next thing you know, they're on mopeds. She takes the baguette with her at the beginning. So the forethought is there. The plan is already in her head. <laughs> which again, makes me love her more. <laughs> but um, Evil Van, I love Evil Van. I want to see more of this person. It was um, so interesting. It was so random. It was like, I was watching a black exploitation film. Like, I love how they just cut to like, no, we're a mopeds. And I'm like, there's a second moped. <laughs> like just nothing made any sense. They were just, I was like, oh, she just had another one for the other two. <laughs> I think you can rent them. They should be easy to rent, right? Yes, it was just funny how it was just like, okay. It was just so, <laughs> it just, I felt like I was watching one of those one of those movies that are just kind of like cut weird where it's just like and now we're doing this <laughs> like okay yeah i was man i was rolling around i was like yes i want to be on this adventure this 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 is my guy kind of way to spend a saturday but okay so i love van's face as she's riding the moped <laughs> she's just like <laughs> yeah like I, I was just like yeah something is so wrong <laughs> She goes to this very ritzy place. I love how Azoja and Shanice comment on the baguette. Like, what the fuck is the baguette about? Is I the security? It, that would be me. Yes. They were me. Those were people. They were like, I mean, 
because I was thinking that. And at one point, they didn't say it like this, but at one point they said something to the effect of like, I mean, she means you're not gonna put that back in down. <laughs> like it was like, yeah. I, just, I was like, this is black girl, black yes. woman, very auntie, like, thank you. But I also yes. loved how it, it was like, even if the baguette didn't end up like serving a real purpose, it was also just like, this is France. And like, every time you see any kind of, yes, they have thing, a baguette. I mean, like, it just has a baguette. And like, <laughs> I used to always think like, man, that person has been running a lot of errands. Like, I know you don't wash bread, but like, y'all don't eat that at the end of the day because it's bread. Yeah, because it's, it's not wrapped it's, up. It's, it's never wrapped up. It's never wrapped. Yeah, like I even irritate my mom. Like get it in the grocery store, it's in the little bag. So, but like they don't have the bags in the front. Part is sticking out. It's like y'all be doing. Y'all go to the grocery store and then y'all go a bunch of places and then you go home and people do not rinse bread off. Like that's not a thing. Like oh, and see, there's another thing that happens later on in the episode that I, I wonder if you if you notice too. Um, but I she, <laughs> but she takes the baguette to this uh and she's walking in and she's greeting everyone and it is very amelia-esque because everyone knows her and loves her and whatnot oh my god you're so thoughtful oh my god yes and <laughs> she just walks through that wedding photography shoot and whatnot it's just, nobody's you, mad like no yeah yeah <laughs> the fuck? yeah and and then so we go and alexander skarsgård is in his hotel room listening to ashanti <laughs> It was so funny because I was like, this is so outdated. And he was doing that awkward dancing where it's like, it's almost right, but it's so wrong. Then he asked if Ashanti was still with Nelly. No. It's like, you you just discovered her, huh? Like, no, she's not with Nelly. She's not even hot right now. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's still touring. And go ahead, girl. Like, you're still beautiful. You're still keeping it tight. But Ashanti is not it right now. Like, no, behind. it's about Doja Cat now. Like, the, come on, man. The next song was No Letting Go. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's having his own look. He had on some leopard print bikini underwear dancing around, like, hey, why don't we all get naked? They were like, no. But he was like, well, maybe. He's like, yeah, you can do that. We're cool with that. But, but I loved how he was also cognizant of the fact that it was 2022 because he said it, but then he was like, okay, okay. Like he also knew like, well, wait a minute. Am I being gross? Like it was no perfect because he said it and it was like, no, no, no. Unless you want to. Or, yeah. Like, like the totally consent. Yeah. <laughs> or, because I was kind of like, you know, but I just, I just loved that it was him because, um, and I even Googled it to see like, what is the chatter online about him? Because he's always yeah. been. Um, and I never discussed him with any other uh, black woman, but he's always been like one of those men that he wouldn't be like the first white guy that you would think of that black women would want. But you can tell he isn't somebody that we'd be like, ugh. he's he's super Nordic. So there's something that's a little bit scary because he's a little bit like all blonde and all blue eyed, and, and there's something that's mildly threatening. And it just seems like you might want to cleanse the earth of my of my type. But he is attractive. He's just a little bit too Nordic. But I liked him in True Blood. Um but he scares me a little bit because it seems like you could be out with him. And then at any moment, he's like saluting Hitler. I don't have no problem sitting on his face and then discarding him. Like he's a candidate for that, like right away. Yeah, because there's some control. You don't have to see his face. Yeah, but know? I mean, choking. whether he was Nordic or not, there's a lot of men that just belong to that camp. You know, he's attractive enough for me to use his head as a chair. And then you just kind of discard him. So I love how Van plants the drugs on him and whatnot. She's like, shh, she's doing, 
again, this is making me wonder like, okay, is this a job that you're doing too? Like, so is this your version of peeing on him? Because when she said, oh, this is something that we do every week, it's fine. You know, she has a, she has a partner. She describes the Marcel in the picture as her partner, but Alice, Alex Skarsgård, she's just like, oh, I have to go and do something. So it seems like it's another errand to get money. <laughs> it's something that he paid her to do. Yeah, but I mean, um, unless she was lying, she did also tell the girls like, oh, it's fine. We do this to each other every week. And then after he discovered it and he said, no, nah, I'm not going to get that baby shark movie. And she spit in his face. He went and jerked off. So it made yeah. me wonder, like, maybe this is their kink. That's why I said, is she getting paid to do this? Just like Candace is oh, getting paid oh, to pee oh, on like, the dude. Oh, like paid by him to do it. Yes. Is oh, she okay. getting I thought yeah. she meant paid by someone else. No. Okay. Because what it made me think about was like, is this a, because what I first thought when I first watched it, because I think I've watched this thing like eight times because mm-hmm. the airport yeah. just kept coming on. So I just kept watching it. Um, the other thing I thought about was like, I was like, oh, is this like, I know that this was a dream, but it was like, is this like, a satellite of the cancel club i was like is she literally like working for the cancel club i was like because this is how you can get canceled like when she like threw all that stuff <laughs> down there because it reminded me of that um of when uh, uh what's the other white guy's name liam neeson was like oh what happened like did you did you sleep with the teen like did you strangle somebody because like the way she threw like all of the evidence down it was like oh this is definitely a situation where if you were a star and all of these things you know like these drugs and this thing was found you're getting canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, okay, this is the kind of scene where if you happened upon this, like all, all of the paraphernalia that she threw down, if this was found with, you know, whatever star, you're getting canceled. I was like, this reminds me of the cancel club type shit. And I know that the cancel club wasn't real, but it was like, this is definitely like a theme. So when he was like, I'm not going to get that baby shark movie, which was hilarious. Now, I just thought about like, he would not, he would not have gotten canceled for those drugs because look at Robbie Downey Jr. So like, no, it was, it was a white, white man. Right. Yeah. It was, it was fun. And, um, I, it was definitely a part of the game. Cause like later on when he comes walking out of that suit, you already almost fucked me. I almost didn't get that movie. Like he's acting, he's acting even as he's doing this. So, you it know, hilarious. it's yeah, it was funny. And I, I, I the cameos this season, chef's now, kiss. I, one, one, one more thing about him. Um, the movie Passing. I don't know what the timing was on the shooting of Passing and the shooting of this, but him being in that room with those Black women just reminded me of that scene in, in Passing when, um, oh, I can't remember her name, um, Thompson. When Tessa Thompson mm-hmm. uh, goes to visit her friend um, Ruth, Nega, who is who's actively passing as a white woman and she goes up like to her flat mm-hmm. or her hotel room whatever it is and um and then the husband comes up though because they're in new york right yeah that movie is set the first scene when she's 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 trying to shop and buy her kid a toy and she's passing in the department store and then she runs into her and then they go up to the hotel room and her husband is there too. Mm -hmm. And they have that really uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but him being in that room like that, you know, I know that they were in uh, Europe, but like that really well lit, nice, nice room. It just, I was like, this room, this is so funny because he's in passing, he's in a room with these two black women, you know, I realized, you know, that, 
the situation, the racial makeup, but they're two black women, as far as I'm concerned. And now he's he's in this room in like a very different setting, but he's with these black women. And it just reminded me of passing. And it made me wonder, like, I wonder what is the time frame? What was mm-hmm. the time frame in which these these two properties were being um, shot as far as like, you know, like was it around the same time? It it, it sometimes makes me wonder when these episodes um are being planned out, you know, thought out, and they were making the decision to like, hey, um, let's get so-and-so for this. You know, mm-hmm. like you kind of have to wonder, like, if you're thinking of, we know what the beats of this are going to be, who will be like a really good person? Because you know that when they're choosing people, they have something that they want to say. Yeah. And, like, and there's a um, reason, like it's a bit of stunt casting. It does make me wonder if there was a reason behind pulling him because we saw passing when it was released, but if you're in the industry, you know who's playing, you know, a certain part way, way before because writers know writers and things like that. So it did put me in the uh, mind of him playing in that uh, movie in the capacity that he did and made me wonder um, if that was the inspiration for that. Okay, Um, so filming began in November 2019. So um, for passing. And then... Let me go to Atlanta season three. Because we actually tweeted when they started filming for Atlanta. Because I remember. It began again in 2021. So it so filming for Atlanta season three began in April 2021. Um, passing began filming. At, what did I what did I just say? Uh, November 19th. November well, I mean, 2019. As long as it was after. Yeah. So he uh, again, you know, they and they could have seen they could have seen premieres or whatever. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, so, yeah. So I, I'm sure it was very intentional. Again, Donald Glover, you know, he's not stupid, and he he yeah. he has something just, to say. I just thought and, that it was cool because I was like, why does this? Because when I saw him, you know, it's this well lit, like very nice. This is really beautiful room, mm-hmm. you know, like him with these black women. Except, I mean, very different, like, feel and, and, and attitude. The other scene was super tense. Like, you know, this man can't know that anybody in this room is Black. And then the other one, he's, he's like, reveling in, like, yeah, Black women. It was so different. I'm like, this yeah, is Yeah, the women are obviously, obviously like, Black. They're rocking natural hair. They're dark yeah. skin. He's referencing, maybe those were Alexander Skar- Skarsgård's two favorite Black <laughs> songs. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's like he'd been listening to only that song. Yeah. All day. Like, yeah. This, this is on purpose. Like the last thing he wanted was for his wife to be black. Or did he? Because he also called her out of her name. And we all know that even though they acted like, oh, that's the last thing I want, I, I want it. Usually that was couldn't be further from the truth. It's like you also did want it. And that's what you hated because people are fucking crazy. But anyway, I just thought that that was like a nice little touch. The And so, and then the lyrics to No Letting Go are even more interesting though, when you like make that passing comparison. <laughs> you know, so No Letting Go by Wayne Wonder. Got somebody, she's a beauty. Very special, really, tr- truly takes good care of me like it's her duty. Once you ride by my side, night and day. No letting go, no holding back because you are my la- my lady. When I'm with you, it's all of that. I'm so glad we've dated. So just suppose that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, I want to accept any type of 
would be like this, like, no, I'm not letting go of you. <laughs> You're everything. <laughs> Good one, Donald Glover. Good one. Okay. So she, <laughs> so Van, Van uh, litters the hotel room with cocaine. When she goes and pours out the powder, I'm like, really? <laughs> what are you about to do? Because like, she's about to snort it. Like the first time you, I watch it, like, what are you doing? <laughs> then when she sprinkles the pipe and the, like, was it meth? <laughs> meth crystals all around. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. we got to go. When he comes to the door, it's like, Vanessa, you're so cold hearted. Vanessa. <laughs> like, it was such acting. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's like, dead shit if you can smell it. That thing tonight smell like that. I was like, oh my god, man. 
yeah, what's going on? And that's when they start yelling out that name, Tarara. Um, and so says it's the man that ate the baby. Yeah, so, you know, there is the actual person. He was a cannibal. Um, but he had a voracious appetite. He could not, he did not gain weight. He ate and ate and ate and constantly. And then he started eating people. And they said that they will like I read further until I couldn't anymore because gross. But it, yeah, it was it, gross. There may have been like something wrong uh, with his um, amygdala actually, like in the in his brain. Like there was something in like that wasn't that was missing from his brain. I guess to tell him like stop. <laughs> like I don't know if they like continued to like do research like years and years after to like get to the bottom of whatever. But like I kept reading about him. And in one of the articles that I came across, it was like, yeah, something's probably wrong with him. I'm like, you think? Like, this isn't normal. <laughs> I'm just wondering how did he not get sick after eating people? Because usually people, like in Papua New Guinea, there was a tribe of, of people who practiced this thing where they, was it Papua New Guinea? It, it was someplace not here. <laughs> um, they, there was this practice when a loved one died, instead of burying them, the women would eat them because they felt like the women were vessels for like important spirit energies. And so they would eat the dead um, because they didn't want the, de- they, they wanted the, the bodies of their dead ones honored. And they didn't think it was honorable for the worms to eat, eat them. So the women ate them. And then the women started developing this disease where they're they would shake uncontrollably and then that would lead to death. So they were just like kind of flattering that, that you do. Like when you say like, Oh, I don't want to wash your dishes. Cause like, you just do it so much better than me. That sounds like that kind of flattering. Like, you know what? Yo, yo eat the dead because your bodies are just made for honor in the space. <laughs> it's like, nah, nigga, I think that your body is especially made for honor and shit. <laughs> well, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I see what you're saying, and yeah, I don't disagree. But also, mm-hmm. like, birth, life comes from women, so should it not also end there? Mm-hmm. I can see nah. them applying that logic, but whatever. That's one of the things where I'd be like, "Nah, I think that you." Uh, uh, <laughs> it was like, I, I think got, that you go ahead and give it a try. You go ahead and eat, uh, cousin, cousin yeah. George, because I, yeah, I wasn't fucking I with him like that. It so you can end this. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, tangent. Um, I'm wondering why this fool never got the shakes, or maybe he did. I don't know. I I really, yeah, I don't care to learn any bit more beyond why it was used in this. Don't read about it. I don't know why I was. Again, we'll we'll include a link in the show notes. Anyway, um, (laughs) so so yeah, they start calling her tomorrow, and she's just like, oh yeah, he's the man that ate the babies. She's she's so chill with it. They're like, oh, it's come to this. Oh, well, if this is the way it goes, this is the way it goes. Pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking. Then, so it looks like everybody's going to (laughs) die, you know, because they've they've disabled the mopeds and whatnot. But then some little conflict happens and and Van takes full advantage to run. (laughs) She's like, run, bitches. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, man, man. I have to say that the part, maybe it's an Amelie thing, but... This is the probably maybe like the one time this entire season I was a little irritated because it made no sense to me. It irritated me. Unless it was just a device for them to get away. It just seemed a little random and it irritated me just a little bit because I was like, okay, who were these guys to her? What? What? And then like the thing with the car while funny, just randomly seeing like, what the hell? What is going on in the back? 
the car just it goes in reverse and it just it just hits the person but like not that hard it just bumps into them and then they go away but it's like who stabbed like who put the knife in the tire it was just kind of random and irritating because it seemed unnecessary so as a one time that I was mad, I was a little bit irritated because it just seemed like y'all wrote some bullshit in there for no reason, but I'm okay. I'm all okay. right. So <clears throat> I've watched a lot of foreign films. This whole scene was very French, very French and very Mexican, like, um, like in the way that it's shot and in the way that the story progresses and whatnot. But to me, it was to demonstrate that she's been doing this shit for a while to where she's built up a res- reputation for coming to the hood and getting what we later find out is human hands. And when we go to the kitchen, we see all the human hands are hands of color. So she's going into the hood and she's taking advantage of people in the hood and taking oh their hands. Oh my God, Man. Yes. So, <laughs> and this is, maybe no, this was no, something. No. Now at the end, she says, I'm not doing this shit anymore. You know, she says, I'm not doing this shit anymore. So it might have been Marcel who was making all of this happen. Because remember, he's the one cooking the fucking hands. So anyway, they're taking advantage of poor people in the hood. Now, and I think the whole situation where the guy in the car backs into the other guy, it's the fucking hood. Wild shit goes on down in the fucking hood. So just like they might have been mad at her. It's like, we're going to stop this bitch coming down because here. Because you coming taking, down here taking our hands. Taking people's hands and shit, getting people killed. Because what happens? They, back our hands. Hands. Yes. they were literally trying to clap back. Yeah, Got they it. were literally trying to clap back. Okay. So, oh so yeah. God. That. Oh, my God. Wow. That was a journey. <laughs> that was a journey. Wow. <laughs> oh, I almost missed that whole thing. So then. <laughs> So Van's whole thing, <laughs> she's pissed. She hasn't gotten the hands. She's almost gotten killed by the people who are tired of her taking the fucking hands. Um, and she has no hand to show for. So she's trying to text <laughs> to see what the fuck is up. Now, did she have some foresight? Because again, she's got her baguette with her. Obviously, she had some foresight that some crazy shit could go down. And we later on knows learn that this is not the first time that she's used her baguette yeah she's been uh, leaving that shit out for days apparently for no she said six months no she yeah. said six months what happens yeah. um so she finds emilio emilio's at her boyfriend's place which is a museum <laughs> so so then again it just reiterates she is moving in the upper echelons of society to where this dude is running a museum and he could just dismiss people in the museum while his boyfriend gets beat with a fucking baguette. Now, I thought it was very funny. And again, hats off to Donald Glover's writing because the, the French word for bread in it, the French word for bread is pain. Is a so like pain, pain. Pain. Yeah. it's pain, but it is lit- like it's P-A-I-N, which is pain to us. So the bread was very much about pain it was about looping oh man i would love to beat somebody with a six-month-old baguette that seemed like that shit was satisfying yes she hit him right in the fucking head it seems like she kept hitting him in the head how satisfying could it be when she put the baguette down on the floor it was the guy knew he was like okay um everybody out (laughs) like yeah (laughs) yeah i see what's coming (laughs) 
everybody out. Like he didn't even say like, okay, man, no, you've got to leave. He was like, okay, um, patrons out. <laughs> she did it. It was just so automatic. It was so routine. Like, yeah, this type of shit happens every day. Like she owned that shit. And yeah. <laughs> and then the girls offered the commentary in the background. I was like, ooh, that was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was worth the wait. I love that actress. Don't have her name up top of my head, but I love her. She's everything that she's in. She's so good. Let me she's see. So good. She... Atlanta season three, episode ten. She's been in Black Monday. See. She was in the Mindy Project uh, when it rebooted on Hulu too, towards the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to quickly go to that episode to see who she is so we can give her her flowers. Something else, too. She's always good. So, Zosha Rockmore, that's her name, Zosha. Um, Oh, that was her real name. Okay. Yeah. And then who played Shanice? Shanice Castro. So, they they just use their real names. They're they're real names. I love it. Um, the girl's name must be actually Candace then. Well, let me see. I did not know her, her name was Adrian Ray. Candace is Adrian Ray. That's right. I yeah. didn't remember her from the other episode though. I don't think they were on the other episodes. No, no, no. People were saying that Candace is from Champagne Poppy. Really? Yeah, because they were like, remember her from Champagne Poppy? Because you know how she said. Van is my friend from from Atlanta, and when I read a re um, when I read something um, like a recap from this, they said, "Remember her from Champagne Poppy." Oh yeah, I, I was like, no. The, and, wait a minute, Candace or Shanice? Candace was in Champagne Poppy. That's what well, I could be wrong because they used the actress's name, and I could have sworn it was the Adrian Ray name, but I didn't remember her from that because I haven't seen Champagne Poppy in so long. What I've seen is. They bought back the game and she plays Jason Pitts, the one who was dating the white chick. She plays their daughter growing up. Because remember on the game, she was a little girl. She plays whatever her name was. She's all, all grown up now. And that's what I know her from. Okay. She has a very unique face. And I don't remember her. Um, but well, yeah, um, yeah, I was like, oh, because the other chick, I don't know. She doesn't look exactly like Brandy, but she just reminds me of Brandy. Mm-hmm. Zosha, they have some of the same features to me but anyway yeah um well she gets the package back from him yeah. after beating him and apologizing to his uh his fiance but the vase though was funny that little thing <laughs> you <sell> the vase <laughs> why'd you break that? it i don't know it was dramatic like why not yeah like she was like, <laughs> swept up she was like oh my god he just beat this motherfucker with some bread she said to get the vase she's like yeah like i want to do something too and she just breaks it and she's just like no, the other one. The other <laughs> just, one. just get it. Because <laughs> it hurt her too. Like, oh my god, that was a beautiful piece. Yeah, it was. I, like, I know I just killed somebody, but oh my god, that was. No. She didn't kill him. I mean, she just he will live. They, Whatever. But it was like I know I just like it's something violent, but that face was gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a work of art. <laughs> it was an heirloom. What is the matter with you? It was like I wanted to do something too. I wanted to destroy something. Too. <laughs> I loved it. This entire adventure. Oh my God, that was so good. So, so then they actually go to the party. They, they get a car and they go to the party. Um, and when they first walk in, you know, I don't know, like, I guess.
guess Candace is is well, a good friend would be bothered. Like if if you were doing all that shit, I guess I would be like, no, we're not going to this fucking party. <laughs> we need to sit down and talk yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. I was I, irritated with her at first. Like at first, I was like, let them live. But you know, I guess I wasn't being worried about Van because I kind of was just like, tan up Van. But then later, I was like, oh, I guess you got to be a friend. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, like she is, it, it took me to like the third watch to be like, oh, okay. She's worried about Van. Like this is yeah. terrible. But this bitch has been, she's been leading them on an all day adventure to harvest human hands. There's yeah. something very wrong about that. So but in the moment when she was like, we, we, we weren't invited. It was like, they literally were just invited. Like, I think I was distracted by the fact that it's like, Yes, they were, like the yeah. lady said, and your friends. Like, they obviously were not imposing. Like, this wasn't like one of those situations where it was like, oh, you forced them. It was like, oh, please, like more people. Like, they wanted to spread the hand gospel to everyone. Because but would I- you have seriously been game to be any more of these people? Like, between uh, Alexander Skarsgård, he's is he a star? Yes, but he was fucking weird. And then, you know, almost getting killed in a French hood. Not really like my way of spending a vacation. That wouldn't be my top choice. And then, um, you know, watching your friend beat somebody with a fucking old piece of bread. And Candace, no. But at that moment, watching it the first couple of times, I was identifying more with the other two. Yeah, like, and so yeah. was I. And yeah. whether I was, I was like, Candace, right, I yeah. feel like if, if you were doing that, I would be like, okay, let me see how I can help if I need to, but also we shouldn't do this anymore. Like, can we stop? <laughs> like, this is not cool. So I like, I see both sides of it, <laughs> you know, just yeah. like that. I mean, you're my ride or die. So I feel like, I, I feel like it would be the wise thing to do to help you where I could, but also to get you to stop. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll say more on it. Like when we, let me wrap it up because the more I watched it the more I started to like identify with her a little bit more okay (laughs) I did not expect Van to like immediately take off her little Amelie coat and then put on an apron and start cooking that bitch didn't watch her hands and I'm like she just gonna start cooking food for people and there was no hand washing so we're just gonna say to every audience member wash your fucking hands before you go cook any food just wash your fucking hands okay wash your goddamn hands please do not go into a restaurant cook something for any for somebody and not wash your fucking hands please wash your fucking hands please stay wash your fucking hands you soap sing happy birthday while you're doing it wash your fucking hands that's all i want that's what i wanted from her okay one mississippi that shit to ten yeah 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 or Again, like I said, you can sing it. You can sing the one Mississippi to 10. You could do just wash your fucking hands. So she's cooking. Can she comes in? She doesn't wash her hands. She like dry humps Marcel right there in front of her friend. Friend's (laughs) Like, okay. Does she? I. I watched it several times, but I still didn't pay attention to whether or not she gave him the package, but I'm guessing that she did. But we see in the kitchen, there's hands hanging from, there's hands hanging from the rack. They're all hands of color, like I mentioned before. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So, so then uh, they have this conversation because Van refuses to have this conversation with Candace by herself. And that's very telling. It's like, honey, what are you running from? Why don't you want to face this friend and talk to her? For real, do you know she knows her? 
Yeah. And so like the comment she made about like, you don't control me. Like what's her friend really trying to control her? Like what's going on with you girl? Like, so when she asked her, what are you going to do? Like, how is Lottie involved in this? Cause I don't think she's ever stopped to think about her daughter, you know, like what, like has she completely given up that life? Like, and that's another thing because I know as fellow black moms, there are times when you're just like, oh my God, I've taken on this task of bringing up this child in this fucked up world. And I did not know. And I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back, but there's no one doing it. And that's why momcations are necessary. You know, that's why it's, you have to do those self-care days. You have to take the time to regroup with yourself, you know, and get a hold of, Whatever it is that you think you might be thinking that prevents you from being the best parent you possibly could be, because once the kid is there, you got to do the job. <laughs> you you got to do the job, you know. Um, but I feel I feel her on this. I've I've been there as a parent. I feel her. You know. I don't think I would go start stealing fucking hands from Fitch Hoods to feed the rich people. Um, but hey, you know. To each their own. Yeah, that was that was that was a lot. Like, and they just went straight into it. I was so glad that it wasn't like that they weren't too Atlanta about it. She just said it like <laughs> I wanted to die. <laughs> like, yeah. But just that feeling of like an escape, maybe like you it's so much. And you know, it has nothing really to do with earn, but like you feel alone sometimes, mm-hmm. even if you're not in a, in a co-parenting situation, like you could be in a situation where yeah. the person is right there and you still just feel alone, whether that's of your own doing, because we can do that sometimes too. And like, take it all on and like, we aren't verbal, but like, even when we are verbal, it's still just somehow it still just falls to you because even the kids will still just like they pass up the other grown-up that is sitting right there they mm-hmm. will they will walk over that one's face and come to you like you could be literally holding 25 things and the other person is standing there holding literally a box that says this box has nothing in it and i'm not doing anything and they will be like nah I'm going to my mama like it's just like that's just how it is and mm-hmm. sometimes you just feel like I made a horrible mistake never thinking that your child was a mistake but it's like I I feel trapped it hit me every single time but right around like the seventh watch I was like uh, 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 uh. also <laughs> empty airport <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh you did I'm sorry <laughs> And then it's just that guilt. It's like guilt about even feeling that, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're just constantly berating yourself for not being overjoyed to be a mother 24 seven. And then how could you even consider that? And then like, do you realize that if you had done, if you were successful at, at, at what you thought about attempting, this child wouldn't have had her mama, her mama. Mm-hmm. And then like, if she, but then to be personal, just for me, 
it would have been like, <laughs> if I was going to wild out like that, it would be like me mourning the, okay, now I'm a mother, but I didn't do enough crazy. And now I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. So I could see you, like, I probably like would have just been like, okay, like, so Sunita, so or Nita, out of myself, like, you're just like peeing on people now in Paris. So I could see you being like, all right, I'm gonna go with you now a little bit because I'm happy that you're doing shit. Great. I don't understand. Like, so I could see you kind of like, maybe until like, maybe until I bludgeon somebody like half to death, then maybe you might step in. I don't know. No, I think there's a line that I would draw because I'm like, okay, we need to get you back safe and sound to your child who needs you and you need her (laughs) and make sure that you ain't got no felonies. Like you ain't got no, no guns with no bodies on them or whatever. We just hide all the evidence and so that, that way you can go back to parenting without feeling any guilt, you know, because then there you there was the guilt that you had to deal with it. But like, yeah, we would help you transition out of that lifestyle. <laughs> fine, fine. But Definitely like help you. so so that's that that was my entry point in like where I kind of identified with like, oh shoot, I did this and like didn't like live enough like that. So I feel like Van did live because like Jade makes reference to like you used to be and you used to be. So I think she did, but I do get the sense from her that like there's something that it's like she didn't do something enough. So that's where I kind of feel like I identify with her. Oh, like, oh, shoot, like I didn't do enough. You know? I'm telling you, I I lived. Oh, you know I've lived, mm-hmm. and and I had fun. And even after kids, I still wasn't done. You know. So like in the universe is infinite wisdom. <laughs> you know, things are set up to where I can, I can still like, I can yeah. be the parent I need to be to my kids, but also have like a mom life balance. <laughs> there needs to be a mom life balance. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I feel for, I'm, I'm appreciative for them approaching that topic, you know, and then Again, like we're not even talking about in terms of race, but then you add the racial component to it, you know, raising a black child in America. Sometimes you do want to (laughs) escape, you know, in several different ways because it's heavy. It is so heavy. uh, It is another mantle. It is another thing. So we were just talking about that on our on our own, like that extra layer and then breaking it down even further by gender. Mm-hmm. but you know black boys as opposed to girls they're both heavy yeah so like you know like the intersectionality when it comes to the girls and then like even further with just like the expectations like mm-hmm. you know the expectations if it is a boy and then a black boy like there's intersectionality like on both sides yeah. so we quickly go to the the scene where Zoja and Shanice are at the table, they've been given that introduction about lima, which literally means hands. <laughs> yeah. And they're eating. They're like, oh, it smells so good. Like, oh, they hear Van screaming and they're like, somebody's screaming. And then they take the, like, what? These are fucking hands. <laughs> Start rushing. They had eaten some of those hands. Because there's fingers. A little bit. No, they ate, they each ate at least a finger, you could see on the Mm -hmm. plate. And again, these people are just sitting around the table. They ignore the screams. They're eating the food and like, yeah, maybe they know. 
They know. I mean, it Lamont means hands. The, then Alexander Skarsgård comes in. All right, where are these little hands? <laughs> but so when they bought the cover over, it made me think about um you watch Succession, right? Yeah. That um oh, that, yes. that one crazy scene. Yes, the link in where it yeah. was like um hide the shame and heighten the pleasure, like was the name was the thing that it was Tom and um the two idiots, Tom and Greg. Uh like I basically I named the link rich people eat rich shit yeah uh, but like it was these songbirds these like rare songbirds and like they're in this restaurant and they're and still inside the these, egg right Is it, aren't they cooked inside the egg or some shit like that I don't know if they were inside the egg because in the scene like unless it's like half egg because in the scene that I saw you could see the bird's head in the body so maybe they bought it out in the egg I'm not sure but I, I watched it like this this morning and you could at least see like the top part and they bought it out <clears throat> so maybe it starts off in the egg I don't know and it's like you you put the they the waiter comes out and they put the napkin over your head to heighten the pleasure but hide the shame because it's a songbird that you're eating and Greg is kind of like eh, he's not really into it but you know it's he does whatever Tom tells him to do because they have that that weird dynamic in their friendship which is yeah like, it's kind of frightening like it's weird uh you know and then Tom of course is just doing it because he's such a striver and he's just like come on Greg come on come on do it and he's like like as they're like lowering the nap and he's like hide the shame and hide the pleasure and they're eating it but they show like the actual the head and the body as they're like lowering it and as they were doing that I'm like oh this is like succession like, like weird like which people eat weird shit so I dropped that link in there because that's the first yeah. thing I thought about it's very I'm like apropos. oh my god yeah. so crazy and the, the way it was deep fried I'm like it's so chunky looking it was so nasty but like, like but the, why did they what but also it didn't look like there were bones in it so i'm guessing like, like well, what happens to the bones it. maybe they debone it or maybe it's just it wasn't actually hands it was just for <laughs> you know well, it's i mean still... but if you're thinking in a cooking sense it looks deboned like when something is deboned oh god okay gross um yeah gross okay but, yeah but when you framed it in that way like that made much more sense Thank yeah you. It's so, like, oh my God, of course they are. Yeah. Trying on and consuming us. Yeah. Okay. So um, we come to the end of the ep episode where, you know, uh, Candace sticks with her friend Van. Van has removed the wig. She's herself again. Um, you know, she's, she's ditched the stupid accent. And she's just <laughs> like, well, don't you have to go pee on somebody? Yeah, she's like, and of course it's it's Shanice because she was that she was just like oh you selling drugs let me get some Molly like all when she's like oh I fucks with the baguette now like she is so down for whatever she's down for everything I loved her yes I loved her Shanice is like who I was on the inside when we would be doing shit I wouldn't say it uh -huh. that's why I was never like ew no I would just be like. Mm. Yeah, I necessarily do, but I was cool. But it's who I am outwardly now. Yeah, but can't always. I'm just like, well, I support it. I have a kid now, though. But like, I get it. I, I appreciate. You. I appreciate yeah. you, girl. Do, 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 do. I love her, appreciate and you. I also appreciate how she passed the bag on. It's like, okay, yeah, let her get that six thousand. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> but she was. She obviously had a lot of pee because she peed for a long time. She drank two power aids for lunch, girl. <laughs> 
the point where the guy's like, okay, stop. He's gurgling. You know? <laughs> I like how, how he looked at her and he saw her and he was like, nice. <laughs> I appreciated that. Like, that's right. Appreciate that big bulldog sister. She was gorgeous. She, her hair was amazing. Was gorgeous. And can I just say, just like, just the opening scene, I want a print of the three black girls. Just, oh, I'm about to tear up. This is just so basic. Like, of course, I'm tearing up the three black girls in Paris. I was just, it was beautiful. I want a print of that. I want somebody yes. to, like, I want the print, like the photograph, and I want somebody, if okay. they haven't already done it. No, we need to create that ourselves. So we need to go to Paris, even though I'm against Paris. I'm against Paris, France, whatever. But I will go to create that image for us. Like we can dip in, take the picture and then leave and go somewhere else like a Germany or a London, you know. But uh, yeah, because I never got to go to Paris. I always wanted to go. Now I hate them, but that was a dream of mine. That's let's go to Paris. Point. Let's plan on going to Paris. Let's make Let's go. And then every picture will be like this. Yes. Yes. Oh, Okay. So Splash Waterfalls comes on as <laughs> she's peeing on this dude looking at oh, Uncle Tao. It was perfect. <laughs> it was. Um, and then there's a sizzler at the end of the episode where we see Ern receive Ernest Mark's luggage. From a very Ern type. I was like, <laughs> is that delivery dude? I was like, wait, is that going to be a scene where he's like, this is me if I didn't pursue this dream? Like, that was you, bro. <laughs> and again, this this scene, okay, obviously it's like, okay, this dude was real and not a figment of Ern's imagination. He was a real person. What timeline is this happening in? Did this Is this before he started having the fucked up dreams that he had all throughout the season? Like, what's happening? I started to go down that rabbit hole and then I didn't have the bandwidth, so <laughs> thought I'd throw that in there because I know you love when I do that. You love it. It's your favorite. Um, so then I just, just <laughs> oh, I wish I had gotten a shot of that look. <laughs> that was perfect. You look like a Simpsons character. <laughs> but then I just decided to like, <clears throat> I just decided to take it like kind of just wrapping it up sort of like because it made my head want to explode a little bit. Like, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just kind of, because it kind of messed with me, like the scene with, uh, with Al, you know, convulsing as Al walked by. And what that almost did to my brain, I was like, nope, I can't. Because yeah. I have work to do tomorrow. Um, but like, so I just kind of took it as sort of just like, a clean bookend because it's like time yeah. issue like hey yeah this is the last episode here we go and race and all of the through lines because there were just so many little callbacks in this episode just like to value and never would have thought about champagne poppy but like you mm -hmm. know like with van and uh and really you know just everything because that guy's name was you know his name was Ern. um his full Ernest, name was Ernest, Ernest Marks. Marks. Right. Yeah. You know, and like, and that was him. Um, which made me wonder, like, but is that why the delivery dude also looked like you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but but still, like, um, and there was even just like the whole thing, because okay, this this was probably nothing, but you remember in the first remember when Van popped up in Amsterdam, she said that her luggage was lost, and then Ern had also said that his bag was lost too, right? Remember? 
I remember Van's luggage being lost, but I don't remember Ern's luggage. More than one person said, my bag is lost. And I was like, okay, nothing is by accident. And it wasn't just Van. I just remember Ern claiming that his luggage was lost when they got that free hotel room because the lady came in after Van stole that wig. Yeah, I could have sworn. I just remember that. But then, like, even when he received the bag, he was like, I have all my bags. All my bags are accounted for. I know. This is not my bag. But I could have sworn that earlier he did say it. Okay, so so let's just go through. Let's go through the elements. So are that so Atlanta was Ludacris' splash waterfalls. Oh. But but come to think of it, Zoja's and Shanice's commentary all through the episode, very Atlanta. So Atlanta meaning Black, very Atlanta. Um, there were the Atlanta. Jesus. There were no Dariusisms. Your mystical element, again, was, was it at the end? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Ernest Marks, was he real or was he fake? What's going on? We don't know. We don't know. And I think that you could say both because what did we say about every one of those episodes? Like, yes, we know that this is a subconscious, but these are things that are real. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he's dreaming, but he's dreaming about things that are real. Like one of the reasons why the big payback was such like uh, a powerful episode and also an episode that we really related to was reparations. Like this is a real thing that we really do need. But we also liked it because the way that they talked about it happening was in a way that you could actually see happening. Where mm-hmm. any other time that we've seen it commented on has been in comedy or like in a way that makes it feel like, oh, it's never going to happen. Because it's just like, there's no way that, you know, fill in the blank. But seeing it this way made it attainable, which is what led to the discussion the very good tangent slash discussion that we go on in that episode where you talk about um, the reason why entertainment is important is because like that's how ideas are pushed through where like we kind of like talk about um, uh, the anti-lynching laws being passed because of these all, all these specials coming out and like things being pushed through the culture mm-hmm. which like changes hearts and minds so yeah. um, it's it's real and quote-unquote fake so did There's you to be said for that? Did you see Kate or Felix in this episode? Because no, and I was looking for that because I remember you saying, um, yeah, it's it's on IMDb that Kate and Felix do appear in this episode, but maybe it's a mistake. I was looking for them to be at that table, or it could be one of those things where they were cut, yeah, because it's funny if they appear in something and get paid and then just not, not make it. They appear in the top cast listing between Shanice and Alexander Skarsgård. So maybe, maybe they I have could have been go- at the table and covered up or that's or, like that thing where you tell people I'm going to be in such and such, like y'all just watch and then they cut you. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm imagining like the, the only scenes they could have been in, they could have been one of the people in the museum scene uh, the, uh, in the museum. They could have been sitting at the table, eating the hands or they could have been in the hood. <laughs> they might have been one of those hood people. I don't know. <laughs> I, not Kate, but day. maybe Felix. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to try to go back and look for them. Because I was um, looking for that. I was like, I don't know. 
yeah because i would have assumed that they would have had speaking parts all right folks watching and listening like you know tweet to us or comment on podcast or video let us know if you see felix or kate from episode nine in episode 10 um yes yes please do because we did not see that yes um so when shit got real obviously we both had it when van comes to her senses in the kitchen and tells marcel to go but when she looks around like bitch look at where you are you're in the kitchen cooking hands you're cooking hands bitch you just spent the entire day chasing down hands to eat it's like she snapped out of the uh she snapped out of her fever dream yeah it was like she had been disassociating yeah, she had to come on back in. The black women sometimes. Yeah, be happening. Uh-huh. That's why I'd be going out in my backyard and you know burning and dancing, burn burning shit and dancing around the fire. That's what I got to do to keep everybody safe. Keep all y'all safe by doing that. You're Ooh. welcome. Reminds me, and I, I need to I need to start with my uh, what you call it. Your saging. Yeah, mainly because I need to practice because I don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> But also, now that I'm, I'm like, I need to do this. Yeah. There's so many things that I need to do because I need to do it. It's like, this seems like a good idea. And also, like, my ancestors apparently did this shit and I don't know anything about these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'd be sage in the house and be like, you know, walking through it and, and blessing my house and whatnot. My grandma used to use blessed oil, you know, to do that. But yeah, you got to bless where you live. And the sage helps because it, it also like sci- on a scientific foundation, just opening the doors and windows help to aerate the house. And the, yes. So incense burning and all of that, it does mean something. Um, it, and it's, it's not just based on hocus pocus. It does actually have a scientific foundation um so trust black women that that's all i had to say without like just trust black women and that is our show Thank you for listening. Rapid Atlanta is recorded and produced by Nikki Ebo and Nita Sharice. Our theme music is Joy Clark's Galaxy Groove, performed by Joy Clark. You can follow this talented artist on Instagram at Joy Clark Music. Our show's artwork is created by Loso Perez, creative director at Prime Vice Studios. You can follow Prime Vice on Instagram at Prime underscore Vice. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. You can follow Rapid Atlanta on Instagram and Twitter at Rapid Atlanta.